I now have a new appreciation for the directors of movies like Avengers and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. When they got to that final movie, it had to have been so difficult because they had to make sure that the movie had enough about those previous movies so that if no one had ever seen them until that one, that they weren't lost. But then they couldn't spend all the time on the old storyline because then they would sacrifice this opportunity for a new storyline. Today, we are finishing our summer sermon series, Living Water. And while I wanted to include something from each of the sermons to catch you all up, and if you haven't listened to them all, please go back and listen to them. The truth is we are gifted here with so many incredible preachers. And the texts that we chose this summer, they are rich and offer great opportunity for us to connect with scripture. So I'm gonna leave that grand finale business to Hollywood and just focus on our text for today. Our text for today comes from the book of Revelation, which is the final chapter of the final book in our New Testament. It paints this picture for us of this world where all people are provided for. It says the nations are healed, and it says that the people of God know whose they are so much that the name of God is written on their foreheads. This text is often viewed as a picture of what the perfect world would look like, what the world will look like if Jesus was to come back. What I want to propose for us today is that this text actually might be a picture of how we are supposed to be living our lives as believers and followers of Jesus right now. I remember clearly when one of my favorite high school students, she came back after her first semester in college. And I reached out to her and we went out to meet for a cup of coffee. I found out all that had gone on with her first semester, all the fun things that she was doing. And you know how it goes. I finally got around to ask her the pastorly question, how is your relationship with God going? She looked at me matter-of-factly and said, you know, I think I'm going to put that on pause until I'm finished with college. I was stunned. I didn't let her know that. As I left, I remember thinking, I'm so sad. I'm so sad for so many reasons. I wondered what her parents thought or if they even knew. I wondered about all of those students that she had been a leader for at our summer camp that now looked up to her. What would they do if they found out she'd pressed the pause button? But honestly, mostly I was just sad that she might miss out on this abundant life that God had planned for her right now, not later. I wonder if any of us have been in a place like that now, where we are just waiting for the pandemic to be over, to begin and re-engage. This pandemic has made communication and community and relationships so difficult. And I know that this is true even in our relationship with God. I have found myself saying, 
I'm going to get back to that really good routine of spiritual focus when school starts or in the new year or when the pandemic is over. I want you to look back with me at those first two verses of our text today and what it says about this picture that is painted. It reads, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Through the middle of the street of the city, the river flowed. On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. I hadn't noticed the tense of these verbs before. All of them are in the present. The verses that come after, where it says things like, nothing accursed shall be found, those are in the future. But these first two verses, they speak about what is happening now. The tree of life is, the scripture says. Remember in Genesis, there was only one tree of life. But now the tree of life, it covers the chasm of the river. It's on both sides. In a sense, there are no sides in this picture. There are no sides for us to choose. The 12 kinds of fruit, they are present, each unique for each time. No fruit trying to, to overtake the other or be better than the other. The fruit produces each month. There is enough for everyone, for all to be nourished. The leaves, these leaves, they heal. Can you even imagine with me leaves that would heal nations? What would it be like for our own nation to be healed of its woes and its divisions? The leaves are meant to be taken by the followers of God to go care and connect and heal relationships. Did you notice that the angel showed the river of the water of life that was flowing. It wasn't about to flow. It was flowing all along. I think all of these things about this vision are meant for us to live into and act out now. As followers of Christ, we should be people that aren't choosing sides, but choosing to be filled with this living river water of life that seeks to mend brokenness and close divides. We need to allow the fruit of one another to be unique and awesome and delicious, but realize that we are united in our love of Jesus. We need to continue to diligently work to feed the hungry in our city and to care for those that are experiencing homelessness and this river of water of life that is within each of us, it allows for healing to happen 
in those relationships around us and in our city. You see, I don't think this text is just about the future. Let's not wait to experience this picture the Revelation paints for us. We always need to be reading any one passage in light of the whole, and especially in light of the teachings and life of Jesus. You see, all throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus saying over and over about the kingdom of God being near and the kingdom of heaven being near. Each time he mentions it, it's as if it is already present. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees, when was the kingdom of God coming? And this is what he answered. The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will one person be able to say, oh, look, there it is, or, oh, here it is. And then Jesus says, for in fact, the kingdom of God is within you. The picture that Revelation paints in this last chapter of a city where everybody is provided for, where, where everybody who is there knows whose they are, creator is there with this creation giving worship. It has come near, friends. What if it's not just a picture that we hang on the wall and we hope for in the future? And this fits so well with our theme of living water. Do you remember in the Gospel of John, there's that story where Jesus is speaking of this living water. And he says, come to me, any of you who are thirsty. And then he says, this living water, it will be brimming up and spilling out in this way. This water, this living water that we have spoken of all summer, it is not for another time, for the future, for when we get our act together, when, when things feel more normal or even safer. This living water, it is the kingdom of God. It is within all who believe in Jesus. The coolest thing about this type of water is that when it gets a flowing, it changes me, us, our community, and our city. It changes us, like Claire said last week, that this living water comes in and we are able to surrender. Or as Stacy said two weeks ago, this living water comes in and our boundary chasm jumping God unites us. And as Kyle said earlier in July, this living water will recklessly pursue us. So how can each of us get in touch with this river of the water of life that is within us that Revelation speaks of? How can we live into this vision that seems so far-fetched from the world that we live in now? Look back at the passage and you see that the river Remember where it comes from. It doesn't come from my strength or your strength or our strength, our ability, our intelligence, our imagination. The river flows from the throne of God. Friends, we have some very hot days and weeks ahead of us here in Austin. Oh, but the living water of God, it's not affected by temperature. 
It's not affected by our energy level or whether there's a pandemic going on or not. It is an ever flowing stream. It does not dry up. Let's commit to coming before God, seeking God's face, coming before that throne and listening for God's direction. Let's pray for our children and our teachers. Let's pray for our parents, our elderly, and our city. I believe that each of us at the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church is part of God's larger purpose to bring the message of the gospel to a world that is in desperate need of hope and love. So that like the picture that's, that's painted in Revelation, Everyone has enough food. Everyone is in this process of healing. Factions between people are gone. And the people of God know whose they are. I have to tell you that college student I spoke of earlier, well, something happened in her second year that really unexpectedly turned her world around. It allowed her to resurface that relationship with Jesus. You see, the living water of God never went away in her life. Our God never leaves us, even if we decide we're going to press the pause button. She reconnected with the faith community in her college town, and she began a life of service and leadership that was rooted in God's word. This time, with the living water of God flowing through her life bright as crystal. I know how hard it is to maintain connections during this pandemic, and especially with God. Let's not wait for a better time. This is the time. Let's not hang a picture of what the perfect life will look like and say, oh, one day, oh, friends, Will you join me this week in committing to some form of spiritual discipline in your life every day? It could be prayer. It could be Lectio Divina. It could be reading scripture or serving or whatever you feel drawn to do. Friends, let's go to that throne of grace and let the living, flowing water of the river of life transform us and our city. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.